Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good morning to you. This is the U105 phone-in. We have a serious problem in this part of the world with heroin. Now, we've often heard it referred to. We've probably ignored it. But would you ignore a top A and E consultant who's warning that we're not going to win the battle against heroin? I want to speak to Seanine Graham, who's the health correspondent with the Irish News. Good morning, Seanine. Good morning. It's your front page story this morning. It's particularly uh, concerning. We do see sad figures in doorways in Belfast who are obviously heroin users and sometimes we lend a helping hand and sometimes we just walk pa- walk past. But this um, top doctor, while acknowledging that that's a serious problem in itself, there's more to heroin than the people we see in the doorways. Yes, Frank. Um, Dr. Ashleen Diamond, she is a lead NE consultant in the Belfast Trust, but she's mainly based at the Matter Hospital in North Belfast. She also works in the Royal. And um, we approached her and interestingly, she came in on her day off, which is pretty rare to the Irish News. And um, what was particularly striking about her research um, was, and just she was very open about it as well, was the profile of the patients. And, you know, sadly, there is this stereotype, and it really is no longer that. She said he was particularly taken aback by some of her most recent cases. She pointed to that of a 67-year-old retired man who had simply got bored with life and thought he'd try this drug, um, which is highly addictive. And he turned up to an A&E, haven't uh, accidentally overdosed, and she said he was naive. Um, there was also one of the youngest um, patients was a young man uh, who was um, a very high achieving uh, student um, at one of our universities here in the north and he was actually buying the drug from the dark web and was having it delivered to his doorstep for £50 and as she said, he, he, he was losing his friends had abandoned him. His, his family didn't know. His grades had started slipping. And she was so um, distressed by this case. He, and that was the pattern she said is that people kept coming back. You know, you would treat them, get them into detox, community program, then you would see them. And then a few months, um, they kept relapsing. But she actually, he gave the showman, he confided in her, confided in her and gave her his permission to tell the university and his mother. So um, a very committed doctor um, who 
had previously been based in Korean and then uh, she's originally from uh, West Belfast but she came back to Belfast uh, a few years ago, uh, I think three years and she was so alarmed at what she was saying she decided to carry out her own audit um, on cases presenting and she found that the drug that used to reverse the uh, effects of a heroin when overdosed. It was things five used in 2012, and they actually used 200 of those um, last year. So it, it is it's, it's it's pretty rampant and um, use of this drug. How easy is it to get heroin in Northern Ireland? Well, again, she pointed to this. Uh, you know, she says she thought people bought it on the on the streets, and you know that that uh, was. You know, you had to you had to know someone to get it. But she used this very good example of of this. She put this business operation um, that she researched herself. She showed me images of it. The um, this particular website on on the dark web that this particular student was using, and um, to have it actually, you know, you ring twenty four hours beforehand, and to have it delivered to your doorstep by noon, um, something which I think most people wouldn't realise um, is is pretty concerning. So it's it, it, access to the drug is 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 um, is very easy. We also spoke to a young woman today that um, it gives a bit of hope, though, in, in all of the, 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 this terrible scenario. Uh, Aoife Lachlan, an incredibly brave young woman from Belfast who spoke very openly about her addiction to the drug, uh, grew up in very affluent part of North Belfast and um, she kept relapsing and things just went wrong at school and a very happy childhood but she in the end, it was only through her, her dad's private health insurance that she was on until she was 21 she went to a Scottish rehab private facility in Scotland for two months where she was an inpatient and she said that's what got her clean. She's also a mother now as well. She said her son, she's been clean for three years. It's an incredibly moving interview, uh, really powerful. And But <clears throat> hopefully give some hope to some people. Unfortunately, we, we don't have many of those inpatient facilities. In fact, we lost Shaftesbury Square over 10 years ago. And a lot of the treatment is focused in the, in the, in the community now in, in Northern Ireland. You give three examples, a 67-year-old bored pensioner who decides to start using mm-hmm. heroin, a student who's buying it off the dark web, uh, this uh, young woman, Ms Lachlan, who was using it and who's now uh, clean. And I can't help but ask the question that everyone's screaming at the radio, where are the police in all of this? Why, why are the police not arresting people? Why are the police not closing in on those who are providing this heroin and destroying our lives? Well, I think there there has been you know concerted efforts by the police, and I think they're equally frustrated. The problem is, and you know, you go back to the internet, there will always be drugs, no matter how many is moved. And Eva Lachlan, we didn't include in her article. She actually made this point: she says, no matter how many dealers there are out there, she says you will always be able to get this drug if you are an addict. And you know, she talked about the easy access that she had. You know, she was offered it at a party at the age of seventeen years of age, and uh, you know, from there, she said she she knew. Once you get into that circle of people, she said it is so easy. So yes, the police can make arrests, but the, the, this drug is um, being manufactured in such a scale, and as I say, it is there. It's, it's easily um, available and accessible, be it online or through different people. So I think I think it's a it, it is a real problem um, for for the police, and because its use is so widespread. So if we won't beat it, do we have to 
work with it? Do we have to cooperate with it? Do we have to provide a service where users can safely take it? Is, is that what we're on the threshold of now? Well, Ashleen Diamond, the doctor, to go back to her, um, she had mentioned, you know, which is already out there, um, the chief medical officer spoke about it earlier this year. It's, it's quite a controversial subject, but this uh, use of, they're called consumption rooms, is, I think, terrible name, but essentially it's a specialist room or a centre where addicts can safely inject. And, um, you know, these have been introduced in parts of Europe and Portugal has been a particular um, success but she thinks it is she's, she says we're not going to win it's beating us just we have to manage this problem this crisis and um, to make it safer for, for addicts and also the public you know discarded dirty needles and uh, you know these awful tales of children picking up needles it's you know you hear about it, you read about it but um, for her she also said that education is key and um, Aoife Lachlan um, she had said this as well. She has a, a little two-year-old boy, and I know it's a hard one. But do, you know, do we start looking at this in primary schools? Um, because it is there, and it 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 is not going to go away. So, um, the so the, the the use of consumption rooms is is one thing, but you know, education. But for for now, as she said, it is about managing um, the risk. Whether it's the person we will see today sitting in the doorway in Belfast City Centre and if we go down at lunchtime they will be there and they will be victims of heroin and other drugs but certainly victims mm-hmm. of heroin or if it's the bored pensioner or the student mm-hmm. buying it off the black web or Miss Lachlan who comes across in your paper as a delightful young young mum. Mm, she's lovely. We, we still can't help but ask why do people start it? Why do people start it when they know what heroin does? Well, I think Aoife Lachlan was, it was really a terrific interview and gave such an insight into this drug and why um, she used it. She had come back to her uh, grammar school days and she said something just happened and she doesn't know what, but she just started uh, drinking, taking drugs. But interestingly for her, she said, yes, we have these, you know, she went on the multiple community um, detox programs, some of which are brilliant and people do very well out of them. Don't rel- well, some do relapse, some don't here in Northern Ireland. Um, and there are a lot of functioning um, addicts as well who may be on methadone. We know there's a big rise in pregnant women on the, on the drug and, and if it was very honest, she took methadone during, during her pregnancy. But um, what really um, hit me during that interview was that when she said she went to Scotland to this private facility this, um, for two months and she said she learned there what was, why she was a user, um, why she was relapsing and coping mechanisms. So she said when she was here, yes, she went through community detox and eight to 12 week program. But then she said that was it. She said there was no follow up. She, she didn't, you know, what was the trigger? What started all this? And, you know, I suppose there's a need for, you know, group therapy, trauma therapy, um, you know, all that kind of psychological input that maybe we, we, we don't have her here. And so she said if she did, if she hadn't gone to that and she admits she was in a privileged enough position to do so, she had the means to do so through her family, that really she doesn't think she'd be here today.
Well, well, well done to her on on her journey f- mm-hmm. to get her life back together. We can have nothing but praise for her. Uh, having having said that, we just uh, wonder what what the the future the future is, mm-hmm. and the, you can't help but think that a heavier approach is needed against drugs as opposed to a softly softly approach. And I I, I wonder, and I, I'm not I'm not suggesting that that is the the right approach, but it crosses the minds of anyone who's listening or anyone who's who's discussing it. And I, I'm looking at, not looking up, but I'm thinking in my mind of the pensioner who started to take heroin mm-hmm. or indeed of the mm-hmm. student who's who's on the black web or indeed Miss Lachlan. Maybe you know the answer from Miss Lachlan's point of view. But I'm going to hazard a guess that this wasn't the first drug that people took. People people don't start on heroin. People people start on cannabis, don't they? Oh, well, well, her case is, and I suppose the best way to illustrate this is always through the, the you know, the, the, the human interest story. And Freefa Lachlan, you know, she admits that it was in school. She started drinking, then she moved to smoking weed and uh, cannabis and ketamine. Um, and, uh, you know, so it was a steady progression. Um, and then if you're mixing in these circles, you know, she said to me, we didn't actually include, she, you know, she found out now that she's clean, the people that she was with weren't her real friends, you know, at those parties, of, you know, the place that she lives. She's, because when you're out of that loop that you realise you only want to be your friends because you're using drugs, she was offered heroin at a party. She said she didn't even like it. So it made her sick. But if you're in that circle, you've had this steady progression um, you, you, you know that it's it's eventually one of those drugs that you will get to. But I think for me, it's it's not just about a kind of police crackdown. It's finding out, you know, how, how to treat the um, addiction. Why that person is in that place? There's a fantastic facility run by um, the brilliant Dennis Bradley and Derry Northlands. And the Irish newspaper did a big feature a few years ago. They have battled um, been there for forty years. They have it. I think they've still got eight beds. That is an inpatient facility. And it just doesn't, the person, the addict was in there, but it also, it's really holistic in its approach. We have counselling for that person, but also for the family. And um, we, I was very privileged, I was some of these, the people who had gone there had spoken to me, who then actually became mentors and counsellors themselves. And, um, you know, Dennis Bradley is very well known. Um, I always remember he said to me, you know, this was his first love. You think of the giant that is the Colossus that is Dennis Bradley and all he's done in the, for the peace process. But um, he said, you know, getting that person through and, and seeing them come out the other side and helping their family. So it is very much... Um, that, as I say, that very holistic um, approach and not just, yes, you have the immediate detox, which is hugely difficult, but then it's all that comes after that and relapse is so common as well. We spoke to people who have been in and out of Northland, but I really think that model, the inpatient model, um, and as, well, Eva Lachlan, she's the person that's been, been been through it, said that we do need maybe step to re- revisit that again. Um, said the focus has been on the community um, treatment programs. We have a number of beds scattered about um, the north, but um, in terms of dedicated beds, inpatient facilities where someone goes there for two months um, or however long it takes and where it involves not just the person but their family um, definitely Northlands has got it right but they have had a, a huge uphill battle to secure funding I know over the last decade so maybe maybe it's our Department of Health it's, and it's, it's not an easy time for them either but um, I, I think something needs to be done 
Something definitely needs to be done. Seanine, uh, thank you very much indeed. You can read all about that in a special feature in the Irish News today. And uh, I must say, uh, the young lady Aoife uh, Lachlan comes across as being uh, very strong considering the, the challenge that um, she uh, faced through her, her life by surrounding herself by the, the wrong people at, at those parties. Um, good morning to you. It's, uh, it's coming up on, on 25 past 10. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.